0: This episode of Juice Guru Radio is brought to you by TryBest, making healthy living easy.
1: Welcome Welcome to Juice Guru Radio. Discover what the magic and power of juicing can do for you. And now, your host, best-selling author of The Complete Idiot's Guide to Juice Fasting, Steve Prusak.
0: Hello, welcome to the show. I'm Steve Prusak, and we're here with our studio audience from the Juice Guru Rewind. They're going to ask some questions at the end. So thank you guys for, for joining live. This is going to be great. We've got Maureen Healy coming up right after this, author of uh, The Emotionally Healthy Child, help, help Helping Children Calm, Center, and Make Smarter Choices. She's right here on the show. She also wrote Growing Happy Kids, and she'll be here. So get a juice, some tea, or water. We'll be back right after this with Maureen Healy.
1: Did you know you can make a great living in the hottest new business trend today? The Juice Guru Certification Program is the world's first online course to give you the knowledge and marketing skills to excel as a juicing coach and start making money in no time. Find out more at juicecoachtraining.com.
0: Juice Guru Radio. Well, welcome back to the show. I'm Steve Prusak. And like I said, we've got Maureen Healy here. Author of the Emotionally Healthy Child and Growing Happy Kids, which won Nautilus and Reader's Favorite Book Awards in 2014, popular psychology today a contributor and sought-after public speaker, and here on Juice Crew Radio, let's welcome to the show right now, Maureen Healy. Thank you, well, Maureen. Thank you. Welcome to the show, and I, I love this topic. I've got a stepson, and we're all trying to figure these kids out today. Mm -hmm. so what inspired the book emotionally healthy child and and maybe you can define what that means
1: sure um in my office i and you know over the phone and zoom as well i work with children i've just seen more and more kids and their parents come to me with very reactive children so that's typically how we start meaning we feel a big emotion whether it's frustration or anger we scream or slam doors or pass our parents back but when you learn how to well, learn how emotions work and how to express them constructively, so then you're beginning on the path of a positive emotional health. So well, that's what I would say is the beginning.
0: Well, what led you down this path to start educating about how we can grow happier kids? What's, what's your story and how you got into the work?
1: That's a very good question. I mean, I'll answer that with two pieces. One, I started my career working with CEOs. And I found out sometimes they act like children. So I literally went back to school and I decided to work with children so I could help earlier on. You know, early on I can help focus the child and help move them in the right trajectory. And then the second piece was, you know, I was one of those kids who was emotional and intense and strong-willed and very reactive. So I really understand the subject matter from the inside out. So that just called me, so I, I really connect with children that understand not only you know intellectually or academically, but the direct experience of having those big emotions and not knowing what to do.
0: Well, let's define it. What does it mean to be emotionally healthy as a child or even an adult?
1: I would say the beginning, it's a complex thing to define, but I would say the starting point for emotional health is learning how to identify emotions and express them constructively. So that means any of your emotions. It could be jealousy, anger, it could be over-excitement, over-enthusiasm. So embracing emotions and not running from them and beginning to learn how they work and also what you can do with them. And there is in the book, The Emotionally Healthy Child, which I wrote, I talk about the emotionally healthy mindset. So there is more to it than just identifying emotions and expressing them constructively. It's a sort of a sophisticated topic, but that's the beginning point. Mm.
0: And how do we identify where the kids are? Is there a way to identify their emotional state to know if we need to, you know, help them to calm center and make better choices as they get older. And, and again, it goes through different stages when we're talking from adolescent to preteen, which I'm dealing with and then teen. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, those, those teen years, which we all know could be difficult. Um, how do we identify if there is an issue emotionally? Cause it's a, uh, You know, with social media and all the distractions, we might not even know where our kids are at.
1: Right. Well, I guess the easiest way for me to explain it is that, you know, emotional health is the skill of balance. And just by living, we are sort of, you know, it's normal as a human to get off balance. So, you know, there's a natural disaster or you lose a pet or something. So it's learning tool that we can use throughout our lives to help bring ourselves back to balance. But you bring up good points, which is, you know, today's uh, children are slightly different than how we were many many years ago, which, you know, there's a lot of issues with devices and other things. So not only do we have to help them with healthy habits, but we need to help them have healthy habits with devices and other things which can um, take them down the wrong path, not towards their well-being, but away from
0: So now in the book, and again, it's The Emotionally Healthy Child. This is available, you know, bookstores worldwide, Amazon, um, the website GrowingHappyKids.com, right? Uh GrowingHappyKids.com. And don't worry, we'll have links to that, but the show notes at Juice Guru Radio, so don't worry if you didn't get that down, Uh, but you'll you'll find that there. But you do talk about some steps to uh, change the emotional health in here. Can you share some of that?
1: So there is something I call the three steps to success, which is, you know, learning how to stop or catch yourself, then learning how to calm, and then learning how to make a better choice, or what I would call a smarter choice. So that's a choice that's good for you and good for others. So for example, say you have a child, he's on the playground, and someone's mean to him, and he immediately knee-jerk reaction pushes him. So that's sort of the starting point. But you want to help him learn how to catch himself and then stop, take a beat. And then make a different choice. Maybe on the playground, instead of pushing the kid, he walks away or he uses his words. So that's sort of the process. We start where they are, but helping them get, give them tools and ideas so that children can begin mastering their own emotions.
0: So what, So this is done during an observation where we're seeing how they're interacting with other kids and then we try to kind of come in? Or is it like after the fact, we sit them down and say, well, let's rethink on how that could have been handled?
1: Well, I guess the idea is that emotional health is just its not a box that you check. It's something that we work on at all ages throughout our lives. I was just giving you a scenario where, you know, your child is on the playground and they're in <laughs> elementary school and you see a situation. We, when we, when we visibly, another way of thinking about it is, you know, when you see behavior or acting out or even uh, a child sinking into a funk, you know that that behavior means there's an emotional imbalance. So they need tools and ideas to help get them back to balance. So when you see things where they're out of whack, you know, okay, that's something to work on. And even if your child is, for example, using candy or devices to ignore their uncomfortable feelings, it doesn't mean they're totally emotionally unhealthy. Those those just aren't signs of emotional health and they're things to work on.
0: Mm, Okay, yeah. So it's not like... it's not so literal that we've got a toolbox and boxes to check. It's more uh, an ongoing monitoring thing.
1: Well, we know when there's a problem. I mean, there's no parent or teacher that's in the classroom or home when someone's screaming to think, oh, this is working out. I mean, we know, and it could, and it's not just about challenging emotions. It could be helpful emotions. The child's overexcited and then they hit the vase in the dining room and the vase falls and breaks. So it's kids that need to learn how to sort of slow down and calm and learn how to develop some coping mechanisms because just the nature of life has big feelings and, you know, there's challenging things and there are great things. So you want to help a child learn how to steer their own emotional boat. So yes, you know, there are certain situations that are more serious than others and they may need professional assistance, but we're talking about typically the regularly developing child that. You know, along with math and reading, they need to learn emotional health. It's just sort of another subject that's going to help them be a success on the planet.
0: Well, you talk about in the book that they can make smarter choices even when emotionally challenged. And can you explain what a smart choice is?
1: Sure. The idea is that a smart choice is good for you and good for others. So, um, you know, I had a child I recently worked with that threw a chair across her classroom. So that was good for her. She got her anger out immediately, but it wasn't good for the classroom. It wasn't good for the other peers and students. So that's not a smart choice. You want to do something where you, you know, make a choice. In that scenario, maybe she could have spoken to the teacher. She could have taken a bathroom bridge. She could have done other things. So you want to teach kids on, you know, how do you sort of prepave a path and identify what are some smart choices. And I have in the book something called the Smart Choices Checklist to help you do that. But the point is that we can all make smart choices even when we're feeling big emotions and it just takes practice on how to do that. You know, maybe the first day isn't the right, you know, you make a mistake, but you can learn things differently. And that's where emotional health is a skill to be learned. No one is born with it. We literally learn it like going to the gym and lifting weights, to get muscle. So, you know, practicing different ideas and tools, you begin to become emotionally healthier.
0: Well, you talk about the habitual patterns of behavior and if they don't slow down during these emotional times, they'll never, you know, correct. So how do we teach the kids to, to stop themselves in their track during these situations?
1: Yeah. I mean, every child is different. So there's sort of, you know, there's not a cookie cutter method, but the one thing I would say is that's why slowing down and the practice of mindfulness or paying attention is so helpful and that children who can learn to go a little bit slower and, you know, see, you know, detect where emotions are in their body and then take a pause and having a challenging one. And they typically scream when they hear X, Y, Z. They can learn how to stop and take a few deep breaths and do something differently. So so giving children the ideas and tools and, of course, role modeling because, you know, they're great mimics. So giving them some, some you know, great behavior to model or or learning together i think the most important thing as parents is we just learn together we don't have to be perfect we make mistakes whether we curse in the car or we scream or we lose our temper i mean we just all need to learn together so that's the key piece
0: Mm. and and just kind of talking each other through those moments if if we slip as adults how how do we deal with that with the child
1: yeah, I think we always need to repair relationships and be honest in age-appropriate ways. So, you know, that sometimes you get really frustrated and you yell and say, you know what, I could have handled that differently. And I, I apologize. And And I hear what you're saying. Uh, and you explain in age-appropriate ways, like, I'm distressed. We have to get to school on time, but we've got 10 minutes and I'm doing the best I can so that you can go to a great school. So I just need your assistance too, sort of partnering with the child versus uh, punishment. So, you know, there's, there's always a way to learn how to connect with a child that um, honors who they are, that validates their feelings, but the, the answer still might be no and I love you, but you, you know, work together on things.
0: Now, school shootings have become a reality, sadly, in this society, and it was interesting as my stepson, I picked up my stepson today and he was like, oh, they had a whole bunch of drills today and and I was like, oh, what, like a ringing bell? He's like, no, Steve, you know, technology today, is, it's more advanced now. They they come on with, mm-hmm. an, with a voice that says, uh, attention, there has been an identified hazard in the school. Please exit the building. So obviously, this is always on the back of kids' minds. And how do right. we uh, alleviate some of those fears? Because I'll tell you, when Eli comes home sometimes, I'm not sure exactly what to say about what's going on in the news and what they're talking about in school. Um, it, it's pretty – and actually, at his school – uh, a couple of the teachers were the victims of that um, big shooting in Vegas last year mm-hmm. and actually mm-hmm. were victim to that. So like, how do we, um, how do we alleviate this, these fears? And I remember another time he, he didn't want to go to the movies cause he heard about some of the shootings and he thought if he goes to the movies, he's going to get shot.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, I think the most important thing is, you know, do our best to stay in the present moment because everything is, is okay right now. And that we want to help our child, you know, Eli or someone in that situation know that, you know, your school is doing everything they can to keep you safe and doing everything I can to keep you safe. We are on this task. We're all learning together. And that, you know, there are unknowns in the world, but we're going to make it through together. And that um, I want you to be able to ask me any questions. And I really do think that's why a practice of mindfulness is so important because you come back to your center you come back to that place of calmness of perfection inside of you that can help you calm and and come back to center because when we're scared or feel for or worried it's about something in the past that just happened or something about the future that we're afraid is going to happen so when you're in the present moment everything is well in most moments so helping him know that he's not alone and that you're with him together and that he's got advocates and that the school is is Doing everything they can to keep it a safe school, I think, is important. And I also think, depending on the child and the age, doing your best to um, not expose them to harsh media that they can't get out of their mind—that really scares them. So, I mean, of course, that's a hard thing to do, but I think it can be helpful.
0: Mm. It's it's too bad we have to you know even talk about a topic like that. Um, but thank you again. It's Maureen Healy, the book "The Emotionally Healthy Child," and. Uh, available, bookstores worldwide, Amazon. Um, before we wind down here, though, any um, anything we didn't touch on that you'd want readers to get out of this book? And and then I have one final question before we close out.
1: Sure. I mean, I guess the biggest piece of the puzzle is that emotional health is a skill to be learned. And, you know, I put together the book, The Emotionally Healthy Child, just because Um, There are key ideas that when children learn them and key tools that really work for children, that when they learn, it makes their lives easier. And that's why I wanted to put the book together just to help more people sort of master their big feelings and, you know, live a healthier, ultimately happier life.
0: And a great mission. And, uh, you know, one thing I always close with is, you know, we, we certify people to become certified juice therapists and build their passion into a business or career, you know, live their passion. And obviously that's what you're doing. You've decided to step into your celebrity and, and published author and doing speaking events and everything. It's incredible. Well, um, what was that for you to make you decide to step into uh, becoming an entrepreneur and building a business out of this for those that are in the Certified Juice program and how, you know, maybe they want to do that too?
1: Um, I, I I just felt call to work with children, and you know I feel like it's I'm just representing a very timely idea, so I don't feel like it's you know born really out there. I feel like it's just an idea whose time has come, mm. um, and I'm just one of the teachers teaching about it. So for me, it's sort of it, it keeps me in my joy and in, in the using my unique gifts, which I think everyone wants to use. You want to live an authentic, happier like feeling like what you do matters and that's i think
0: what we're all trying to do right it's just being in alignment maureen healy right here on juicer radio maureen thank you for being on the show it's been a lot of fun and thanks for taking the time to get this message out
1: thank you for having me take
0: Th- care thank you guys i'm steve prusak and we'll see you next time
1: for listening to Juice Guru Radio. Find out more about us at juicegururadio.com. Until next time. Get your juice on.